Welcome to another edition of our People First interview series, where we shine a light on great companies that not only do interesting and cool work, but most importantly, look after their people. Identify Global is a market leader in personalized career management and talent acquisition. We provide tailored recruitment solutions to meet the unique demands of our clients with great candidate experience guaranteed. Check out identifyglobal.com for more of our roles and the latest jobs that we have. This week, I'm honored to be welcomed and joined by Draw Levy, CEO and founder of uh, My Terms. My Terms is a data-driven marketplace who help SMEs buy legal services with confidence and make it simple and friction-free. Hi, Draw. How are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit more about uh, My Terms. Just, just tell us who you are. What, what do you do? Well, you, you've done it very well, to be honest, Pete. Um, <laughs> we are a data-driven marketplace. Okay. that uh, help SMEs and law firms who want to serve SMEs find each other and communicate with each other in a way that is easy and simple for the law firms and not as intimidating or much less complex and, and, and scary, call it, for yeah. the small businesses. Fantastic. And so whereabouts are you in the world? Where, where, where do you live? So, so I'm currently obviously home. Um, like all of us, um, in Hove, near Brighton. Yeah. yeah. Um, originally from Israel. Okay. Uh, for the last 10 years in London, uh, where I ran um, a legal uh, publishing house yeah. uh, for just under a decade. Um, but that was that was the big law firms, you know, the magic circle, silver circle, yeah. with clients in GCs and chief legal officers globally. Um, the, the, the SME part of the equation only became... Uh, interesting for me and relevant for me after a personal experience uh, a couple of years ago where I myself, so I myself am not a lawyer and I needed some legal advice as a CEO of a 50 plus people company. Yeah. And I found the experience myself to be full of friction, which I found incredible because all of my friends are lawyers and all my contacts are lawyers and all my network are lawyers. And, and when I needed legal advice, my friends who are lawyers found it easier to say, you're a friend, I'll do it for you for free. And, and, and the fact that they preferred to do it for free than to give me an upfront price was a bit strange. Yeah, yeah. Like we're, we're, we run small businesses or medium-sized businesses. We have budgets to keep, to, right? We don't, we don't grow 20, 30, 40% year on year by being, you know, precocious uh, with, 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 with our funds. Yeah. So I, f- I found that really, really strange. And, and so um, it kind of stayed with me for a while. And then- uh, Not what you know is who you know, right? Yeah. Well, yes, but, it, but so, so, that, so that's an interesting point because most people I spoke to, like over 90% of the businesses I interviewed at the beginning stage of this uh, venture, dare I say 95%, but there's, there's actually I've done a lot of research actually, but the vast, vast, vast majority of the businesses had no problem with finding a lawyer. They either know a lawyer or know someone who knows a lawyer. What they did find issues with is feeling comfortable to kind of uh, leave the hand, you know, when you're in the pool and you kind of hold the side of the pool. Yeah. It's just like many businesses struggle truly trusting a lawyer. Now, this doesn't say anything yeah. about any particular lawyer. It's 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 about this engagement. Yeah. The yeah. the age-old story of. Um, um, provision 100% uh, uh, 
provision of legal service, which is 100% watertight, and, and how that doesn't always necessarily 100% interlink with the experience of the customer. Anyway, so that's that's yeah. that was my experience, and that's no, it's, it, it's interesting. And I think you know you're you're absolutely right. I mean, it's a necessary evil you know more often than not um and actually there are times when you want to engage a lawyer but actually the it, it, you're through fear of doing that and i know from you know from our conversations you know you're, you're on this mission and you want you know every small business in the uk to be able to access you know expert legal advice um you know with clarity and confidence and you know that really comes across when i speak with you so how's that going you know because um you know there's it, like you say there's a there's a mismatch between consumer and uh, and uh, well yeah yeah supplier and, and consumer you know what Pete? that's that's a really interesting question and, and it's funny it, it's going better than i could than i could actually imagine yeah so 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 firstly so two things first you mentioned the necessary evil which is which is an interesting point because no lawyer decides i'm going to do as well as i can and push myself harder on my A-levels. I'm going to get to the best university I can. I'm going to study these four years and then do a contract and then a training. Nobody does that to become a necessary evil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lawyers are not bad people. No, no, of course not. Um, lawyers are amazing people who love the law and are, and are fantastic with words and, and, and love things. You know, again, that too is generalizing. But the fact that we almost collectively agree that lawyers are necessary evils is, mm. is ridiculous and it's mm. true it's it's insane and, and 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 the issue is that many lawyers don't understand why they are perceived as necessary evils. and it's so simple it's so simple it's it, 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 it it's all down to communication all down to communication and that's where my platform really stands apart so imagine Fiverr, Fiverr.com, or, yeah. or, or uh, um, Upwork or something like that, yeah. but, but for lawyers. So fixed price, upfront, clear scope, what do you get for how much money? Um, the reason it's going so well, I think, and, and of the people who are either referred to me or come to me through the co-working space, we're based here in Hove in, in Platform 9, 100% of the people who, who come to me end up using a lawyer. And without exception, the last couple of months, everybody says to me, without my brokerage service, they call it brokerage, yeah. without my uh, facilitation, they probably wouldn't have instructed a lawyer yeah. at all. Like what, what better feedback could that could, could there be? And the, the LSP, the Legal Services Board, in the famous report, uh, the uh, buying needs and the legal needs of small businesses in the UK, if anybody wants to report, I can just uh, drop me down and send it to you. It's free to access on the Legal Services Board website. Um, they talk about an insane amount of money that's being lost every every year to the UK economy in the range of £40 billion per year due to the fact that small businesses don't instruct enough legal services. Yeah. And we were able to fix this. It's not about low prices like some of my peers think. It's yeah. not about pricing low. It's not about subscription modeling, which is just repackaging the billable hour. It's about being equal, right? I understand that lawyers have risk and it's hard to price up front, especially if there's a second party, if there's a dispute. 
but wherever the scope is clear, wherever the uh, uh, what's included, what's excluded, and all of that, when it can be packaged, the price could be assigned, and that's what the end user wants, and that's why everybody says, you know, now I can make a decision, now I can comfortably decide. So am I going off? off no, no, no. I tangents? mean, yeah, but no, it's absolutely um, you know relevant, and uh, you know, sort of as I explained to you before, is that you know we were in this position, you know, having, you know, needing legal advice in different stages and um, for certain things. And there's certain things that you think, well, actually, it'd be, it'd be good to get some legal advice on that. But, uh, you know, it's going to be costly or, you know, you, you want to be able to go to market other as opposed to just the one that you know down the road or someone refers to you, you know, you want to be able to go, oh, okay, look, there's a whole selection of people who can provide this service. Like any other, you know, if you think about any other industry, you, you would do that whether it's you know you would look whole market right that's why amazon exists so exactly yeah. and 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 just to clarify it's not like it's not like it doesn't exist there are platforms right now where you can upload your requirements and lawyers would come and quote for you yeah these platforms exist and they serve customers well and there's no problem the issue is that they focus or the lawyers focus on uh, differentiating themselves based on price so if the end user, if the small business is price sensitive, I mean, we're all price sensitive, but if price is the main factor, not just a significant factor, but the main factor, we are not the platform for him. No. He could go to one of these uh, um, bidding platforms. We don't want lawyers to race to the bottom to win the business. No, but the logic got to be a price point, isn't it? You know, an entry point into that relationship. And if, um, you know, exactly. there's certain things where you, you know, you would spend X amount of money to, to do certain piece. And, and if that goes well, you would then give you more confidence to spend more and more money with that client when needed. Exactly. So, so I'll give you an example from yesterday. Somebody had a, um, a lease. I'm not going to give any names, a, a, a commercial lease uh, agreement for an office. It was a very cheap lease. It was like, less than 500 pounds per month. But there was a clause there that he wasn't comfortable with. And he didn't want to start a relationship with the law firm with 500 pounds retainer and then hourly rate thereafter. He wanted to know, is this clause, you know, does this clause do this or does it put me at that? Came to my platform, commercialist review, will answer a question, 165 plus that, pay with PayPal, done. Yeah. And does it Cheap work one. both sides? Does that work? It works both sides then. So you know, clearly as an SME, um, you know, they can get access to legal advice, but can it, it, can it be done on an individual basis? Can individuals come and use that service or are you purely focused on the SME? I mean, uh, consumers. So yeah. that's a good question. So, so to begin with, no. To begin with, I'm only small businesses. Yeah. Okay. Um, in the long run, in, in, in a couple of years' time, probably, yeah. probably, because this is a service, and I do get inquiries from individuals, and by all means, feel free to come to me and drop me a line, I'll help because I have a broad network. And, and I do that as, as a friendly thing, and I refer people and there's no fee, and, and you know, and, and I'm happy to help, uh, uh, you know, yeah. for free. But the platform itself is focusing on SMEs because there are 5.9 million small businesses in the UK, 5.9 million, mm -hmm. okay? We represent 99% of the businesses yeah. in the UK. Over 70% of the employment is, is thanks to us. We're the backbone of the economy. Everybody keeps saying that. 
but the commercial law firms don't target us because we're too small, because it's too hard to get under our skin. We, we make decision behaviors, um, uh, sorry, we make decisions based on, on, on uh, um, emotions often. How safe does it make me feel? How right. much, how comfortable am I, you know, to do this? Whereas the big buyers, the Microsofts, the Coca-Colas, the TFLs, they've got an in-house legal team mm. who in the past may have worked for a law firm and they understand the language and the dynamic, and that's fine. So, so there are law firms who address consumers very well, convincing, traffic, and so on. There are law firms who address commercials very well. But very, very few, not that there aren't, there are, and those are the lawyers who serve via our platform yeah. or, or discussions, but there are very few law firms who focus solely on SMEs because it's, it's, it's a difficult beast. And yeah. as somebody who's been in the legal industry for over a decade as a non-lawyer and understands both sides, that's what the platform is doing. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, it, it makes complete sense to me and, um, you know, uh, something that, you know, I can see becoming just a, an integral part of, you know, running your business, you know, and actually giving them more confidence and giving them more security to move their business forward. So, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, your business is there to help SMEs. So, I mean, perhaps you give us an idea what, what's, how's COVID, you know, affected mm. you, you know, starting the business up? Has it been, mm. you know, pause, panic, progression? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> we have all of that. So, <laughs> so um, I see trends in law firms that allow lawyers to be released, yeah? In other words, more lawyers want to work remotely and independently as solopreneurs or, or sole traders or freelance lawyers um, who may have a pool of clients, but don't know how to get more clients in this climate. And the marketplace like mine is, is great mm -hmm. and they come to me, so that's one. But then secondly, I think I think about 20% of my clients, the SMEs that I've served, had issues related either to COVID or Brexit. Yeah. So, for example, somebody who trades um, uh, between the EU and, and UK wants to understand the position about customs and VAT and whether they should incorporate abroad or whether there's, there's another group. That wouldn't have been the. I know you asked me about COVID, but not about Brexit. But it's, it's yeah. um, the thing, the the one I mentioned earlier. Um, about the commercial real estate had nothing to do with COVID, but a different client about commercial real estate wanted to know, is it force majeure? Is it not force majeure? Can I, can I break my contract early? And that's very dependent on the contract and the lease that they've signed a couple of years prior, reviewing that for a couple of hundred pounds, you know, fixed price. Um, I think, I mean, I mean as, as, as a startup, as a tech startup, it's a bit trickier, not being in the same room and, and ideating, you know, having yeah. all these mind maps doing yeah, it on yeah. zoom and and all these uh, platforms. Yeah, yeah but you know yeah and is it has it has it slowed you down or as as it or has it allowed you to be you know more focused on on your product hard to answer yeah. <laughs> it's yes. hard to answer because um because it's not just the the supply it's a two-sided marketplace right i'm looking for the right lawyers i'm looking for the right clients i'm extremely picky with the lawyers i let uh, onto the platform. In the future, it will all be automated, but to begin with, it's manual, uh, the, the loyal side, because what I really care about is the customer centricity and the response time and the language they use and, and, and the empathy they show and, and the importance of fixed price and not changing the price halfway through. So that, so that's that's really, you know, takes a little, um, sorry, I digress. The, to, to, in addition to starting a two-sided marketplace, 
I too am a father of two little girls and also the homeschooling and also the childcare and, <laughs> and Claire who works with me and the and, and my CTO and my CFO. So we all have, you know, it's it's the reality. Tough, yeah, yeah. I think as well in, in within the legal profession, it's it's a very relationship driven mm. environment. You know, it's you know, it's one of the things I love about it. It's you know, that, that bit has been missed and I think we have a lot of people have had to take that online. So I think you know some people have sl- it slowed down, slowed them down in terms of developing those relationships. But in, for others, you know, certainly um, as people look to consume more services online, you know, it's sort of paving the way for for what you guys are doing, right? Really, so, what do I myself? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the 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 we we hear this in many industries that doing things online mean you don't spend as much time getting to and from places. The chit chat before the yeah, it's more efficient, but it's also a bit more exhausting. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. So look, you you're you know sort of ready to to launch your business, and it does does this sort of remote access, you know, remote working. Does that present better opportunities for you or challenges when you know you're going to be looking to recruit you know top talent and uh, quite specific talent? So, what 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 challenges or opportunities does that present for you? That's a really good question. Um, that's a really good question, and 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 the recruitment. Um, it's something that's very, very. Anybody, everybody that worked with me in at Global Legal Group knows how personally I take recruitment, how important the selection process is for me, and also the people from the MBA. The 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 one thing that I'm passionate about beyond anything else is culture, corporate culture. Yeah. And if 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 there's one thing that really kind of summarizes the transformation I went through in the two years of, of London Business School is, is this appreciation of corporate culture and how important the selection process is for that creation of corporate culture and where does it start and all of those sort of things. So for me, we haven't yet started the recruitment. I'm looking for one uh, person now for, for, I can talk about that later, but we haven't officially started the recruitment. I can talk about my recruitment process in the past, and I'd say COVID wouldn't have made a difference. Okay. Um, it is the, like everything, it's the communication, it's um, uh, being able to build that relationship, trust what the other person is saying, make sure that what they want, forget extrinsically, not money, titles, that doesn't matter. Whatever the market says they're worth is what they'll get paid. That's not, a, let's talk about really what they want to do, right? What does, what, not what gets you out of bed, but what? What's the purpose? What do you, What do you really care about? Yeah. Why? And can I help? And this thing that you want to do is there room for that here? Is there a fit? And and the things that are most important for you as a person, not as a an employee, as a person, do they match with what the rest of the team cares about? Really? Yeah. And 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 that's where really I think recruitment and coach culture fit and so that's what really really matters money is the same money if somebody chooses me because i pay 5k more or 5k less yeah you know the whole uh, um daniel pink uh, drive uh, talks about it very very well i think you know i mean that's fantastic i mean there's there's very few opportunities you get within you know within your hiring sort of career to to really lay that foundation down you know often you you if you join a larger organization, you know, culture becomes 
less important, um, more about delivering, you know, functions. And, you know, the, some organizations even build in an attrition rate, knowing full well that they will lose X amount of people. And so therefore, it doesn't matter as long as someone's doing the job, because the cost of not doing the job far outweighs the cost of losing them and finding someone else to do it. But, you know, I think, you know, I, I think there's a watershed moment, you know, I think one thing that COVID has taught us is that, you know, culture has become more important than ever, you know, and even more so with people working remotely, you know, people are, are going to want to work remotely, regardless. Now, there, there, there will be some sort of hybrid model, I'm sure. But, mm. you know, it, one, you know, there's lots of, um, you know, talk now, and not just talk action around, you know, actually, people are the most important commodity in an organisation. And they're no longer focused on looking after the shareholders. You know, yes, everyone will have some sort of shareholder or, um, you know, uh, you know, funder or whatever it looks like. You know, yes, they need to be looked after. But if you don't look after your people, you, you, you've got no way of looking after, you know, your, 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 you know, your shareholders, etc. So, you know, it's got to start with the people. So the, the fact that you're able to do that, you know, is, is going to be quite interesting to see. Yeah, and I, I, I agree to an extent, only that it's not either or. So in order to take care of my shareholders. So, so my, my primary focus is my investors' capital, right? They want to get a return. However fluffy I feel in my heart is secondary to their investment. But their investment would be safer when the workforce is motivated. 100%. And the workforce is motivated when they're, for my experience, my opinion, when, when we're gathered together to achieve the same thing because we're passionate about the same thing yeah. and not just because somebody paid me a couple of grand more a year. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. That, that, that's, so, so it's not either or, it's the same. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, and I think that's fantastic. And, um, you know, to even start with that mentality is, is you know, you can't go too far wrong. Um, you know, every business changes and adapts and evolves. But if you, if you're maintaining that approach, then, you know, you know, I think you're on to, on a, on a path to success in that sense. We're at that sort of time now we're, we're, you know, we'll probably be, you know, halfway through this in terms of, um, Brexit, but so pandemic to Brexit, what, what opportunities or challenges do you see in the sector as a whole? Um, so, so, Putting aside, you know, the, the 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 high level law of you know what it means to split IP law from EU to UK and and, and immigration, all of that sort of stuff. From from a business perspective for the industry, I'd say there are many businesses for whom the time is now. They need legal advice now. They need reassurance now. They want the legal providers to be not a necessary evil, but a trusted advisor. And for all of you guys out there that aren't yet on the platform, on my platform. Well, first, drop me a line and come to the platform. <laughs> but, um, but remember that sometimes all the business needs is not for the document to be necessarily watertight. Of course, the document needs to be watertight, but that doesn't necessarily mean a good experience. A good experience means listening. It means responding in time. Mm. It means using plain language. A bit of empathy doesn't hurt, but really just remember that it's like speaking to your neighbor. You don't speak to your neighbor and say, in consideration of this, or the provision <laughs> includes that, or notwithstanding, or for avoidance of doubt. Just just like you and I are speaking right now. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, and, and that's all we need. 
We just need somebody to help us get out of this frustrating, scary, sometimes timely, distracting situation. And uh, yeah, and because the time is now, because of the pandemic, because of Brexit, there's more need, there's more uncertainty. And, and SMEs are, 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 are people, they're consumers, yeah. they're you, they're me. Yeah, I think um, there's, uh, there's a saying that nothing makes you more uh, productive than the 11th hour, right? So um, hopefully, uh, you know, this is what sharpen everybody's focus and, and, and move things forward. And, um, you know, hopefully this is a, a fantastic uh, moment in time for, for your business as well. Um, if you're listening to this and you're an SME and, you know, you would like or even need, um, you know, good, simple, clean legal advice, I would highly recommend you check out my terms. Um, it's a really straightforward, simple platform, um, something that uh, I'm, you know, using myself and I would um, highly recommend you check it out as well. Uh, Draw, um, uh, sadly, that is all we, we've got time for. And uh, it's been absolutely fascinating talking to you. So I really do appreciate uh, you taking the time to speak with me. Thank and, you for having uh, me. Yeah, it'd be good to uh, have a follow-up um, maybe in the next sort of six to 12 months to see how you guys are getting on and um, you can share a little bit more about, um, you know, the successes you've been having. So absolutely, um, um, we'll be putting this um, out with links um, so you can follow the links to, to their website or um, get in contact with Draw directly. I'm sure we'd be happy to have a chat with you, whether you're a legal absolutely. professional looking to expand your services or an SME uh, looking to, um, you know, procure uh, legal services as well. Um, you know, Joe is the man to talk to. But if you're a legal professional, only if you are interested specifically in small businesses. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I should absolutely get that in. So thanks very <laughs> much. Um, and uh, yeah, I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you very much.